0: Hello, this is Mary Lindo. I am so pleased that you are joining me for this week's teaching podcast. This podcast is prayerfully created each week with the intention of giving you a time of resting in the Lord and for allowing Him to speak into your life through three to five minute messages and prophetic impressions and insights. Each message is meant to assist you in cultivating your love for the Word of God combined with the power of His Holy Spirit confirming His words over your life. Gather your Bible and a cup of coffee or tea and take a few minutes each week to sit back and allow the peace of God to wash over you as you enjoy soft background music that inspires a restful time of worship and tender moments with the Father, Son and Holy Spirit. And now let's begin. This week's podcast. I invite you to step out from the familiar comfort zone in which you now are and take a risk. In the body of Christ today, there are so many different kinds of comfort zones. Step out from your comfort zone that leaves you in a place of being a fallow ground Christian. What I mean by that statement is being currently inactive but with the possibility of activity or use in the future. Now let's think honestly. Are you living as under yourself, basking in self-approval or self-hatred? Or are you self-consciously living for God's glory and for the encouragement of others? Self-consciously, that means you are fully aware that you are intending to live for His glory. Is there joy in your life and a deeply developing love for God in the routine you have carved for yourself? We all need the discipline of doing something that goes beyond our comfort zone. Some of us need to risk being at an event whose only purpose is to pray, instead of going to get something or hear something that will feed our own need for more attention and self-focus. How many times have you heard the line, If I won the publisher's clearinghouse sweepstakes, I would do so much to help others who are poor or are going through difficult times. Or maybe you have said, When I close this business deal, uh, get my family inheritance, sell that piece of property. Hmm, brings to mind a certain Ananias and Sapphira from Acts chapter five, doesn't it? Then I will obey the prompting of the Lord to do something to help. If we are truly going to have a move of God's heart, not just His hand in the form of a harvest, we need to start living the lifestyle that sets a precedence for such a move, meaning prying our fingers away from what we will not share with others until we are first satisfied and justified in our own self-preservation. This does not just apply to material goods. It means sharing from the heart humbly, partaking openly with others, allowing them in, and allowing tears to flow in vulnerability. These make us equals in painful times and equal when we rejoice. If folks can't share during their good times and seasons of abundance, they will not fully obey the Lord in caring for their brothers and sisters when times are difficult. Share what? Time, resources, wisdom, counsel, transparent dialogue, And how about a focused, listening ear, instead of a benevolent sort of tolerant, deadpan stare, as someone pours out their deeply bruised soul, looking for a handhold or a foothold that will assist them in grappling with the overwhelming mountain of life. For the Lord searches every heart and understands every motive behind the thoughts. If you seek Him, you will find Him, but if you forsake Him, he will reject you forever. First Chronicles 28 9 Woe to those who think they're fooling themselves when they say that they need to be careful when they give so people don't depend on them or expect more from them. Now imagine Jesus saying that he would never withhold from us in order to protect his investments or hard-earned work to the bone assets. He gave all with no guarantee that we would ever appreciate or value it. Invite another family or friend to your home. Don't wait to be invited. Take the initiative. Eat together around the table in your dining room or kitchen. Talk together. Pray together. Start a plan of blessing someone in need that you know of together. Do you hear voices? Stop the mindless chattering that is allowed in most of our self-talking heads that allows the flesh to push aside the promptings of the Lord. Times are getting tough and those who have been reluctant to share when the times were not nearly where they are heading now will be called upon for service again and asked by the Lord to assist those who are perhaps weaker, lesser, and much leaner in their provisions. If you have to, start with something small, something useful, and keep it going. And whatever you do, keep it between you and the Lord, where your reward is given weight in the records in heaven for eternity, not just for a few fleeting strokes of the ego here on earth. The private things of personal renewal exposed. Begin a private life of personal devotion. Rediscover your prayer closet. Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and he went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Mark 1 Gut it out with God. Confess your dissatisfaction with the stale places where you have allowed moss to grow over in your devotion to the discipline of reading the words of Jesus, heeding the words of Jesus, and then feeding the words of Jesus to the hungry. Lost and scared people around you in your daily missionary calling, as a follower of the great reviver of your soul. Isaiah 57 15 says, For this is what the high and lofty one says, He who lives forever, whose name is holy, I live in a high and holy place, but also with him who is contrite and lowly in spirit, to revive spirit of the lowly and to renew the heart of the contrite. Personal renewal is usually needed when something in our walk with the Savior has gone into a flat line and needs to be shocked back into a proper heartbeat. The closer we become devoted and more intimate with the King, the Comforter, and Savior, the more near He is to us and will reveal His daily divine appointments for our lives and for His glory. If Jesus did it to survive, so must we. Luke 5 16 says, but Jesus would often go to some place where He could be alone and pray. We need to be alone. Why? In order to not have the distraction of leaning on someone else to do the praying or talking for us. We gain perspective and refreshing after repenting and a reality check regarding how we are to live the lifestyle of a Christian in an ever-darkening world where morals and values are crumbling at an uncontrollable speed. So let us see and hear and act as we face the fallow ground left unfruitful through intentional denial that we allowed this in our own lives and allow the Father to create a clean heart in us and renew or revive a right spirit, a godly attitude within it. The soil then can be a host for seed and harvest. He gladly does this. We are His faith seeds in the soil of earth. Psalm 126, 6 says, He who goes out weeping, carrying seeds to sow, shall return with songs of joy, carrying sheaves with him carrying harvest. Psalm 23.3 says, He restores my soul. He guides me in paths of righteousness for His name's sake. Wisdom from the Spirit. If you want present-day revelation, you must have a level of solid Christian maturity to not only discern it, but to apply it. There are more and more muddy approaches regarding how to be wise or savvy in living your life being sold in bookstores and every media venue out there. But if you want to drink or eat recycled food, well, be my guest. But if you truly desire depth and a secure anchor for surviving and flourishing in any circumstance that you surely will have attempt to sidetrack and undermine your godly destiny, you and I will have to go to the source of wisdom and stay there until we get it. 1 Corinthians 2.6 says, We do, however, speak a message of wisdom among the mature, but not the wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age, who are coming to nothing. Hebrews 5.14 says, But solid food is for the mature, which by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. Let us give Jesus joy. Romans 12.12 says, Be joyful in hope patient in affliction, and faithful in prayer. These are the attributes of the faithful and true follower of Christ, and as Jesus watches over our coming and our going every moment of every day, His joy is made complete when He sees the evidence of a renewed, restored life being fruitful and steadfast no matter what the condition of their circumstance or surroundings. Believer, let us press on into the walk of maturity in Christ where nothing shakes or shatters us anymore because we live in the light of His glorious grace. Ephesians 1.6 says, So we praise God for the glorious grace He has poured out on us who belong to His dear Son. Oswald Chambers had a wonderful statement and I share it with you in closing. Whenever we are obstinate and self-willed and set upon our own ambitions we are hurting Jesus. Every time we stand on our own rights and insist that this is what we intend to do we are persecuting Jesus. And whenever we stand on our dignity we systematically grieve the Holy Spirit. And when the knowledge comes home that it is Jesus whom we have been persecuting all this time. It is the most crushing revelation there could be. Heavenly Father, we ask that you would cause us to have renewal every day. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. It is new every morning. Great is your faithfulness, Lord. Lord, we want it to be said of us that great is our faithfulness towards you. We ask you to cleanse us, forgive us, renew us, prepare us, strengthen us, and give us the courage, Lord, to fulfill that which you ask of us. After all, you've done all for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Goodbye. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast.